Hi everyone, it's been a while since we've seen you. Welcome to another episode of Stuck in the Middle. Where we ain't young, but we ain't dead yet. I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We have so much to be grateful for and thankful for. And tonight we are thankful for our guest, Thomas Pacheco, Pacheco. Uh -huh. um, who is a friend of ours. And to continue on with our series that we didn't know we were gonna do a series. We call everything a series. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it is our series, because we're the CEOs of this group. Yeah, so but there you go, yes. Yeah, so it is, it's um, about the prison system being incarcerated. Yes, and, and if any of you have not listened to the two um, episodes that we aired with our friend Zach, who, was on the inside of the prison system as a prisoner. Mm -hmm. um, they're very, very good episodes yeah. and you really do wanna listen. But we wanted to get a different perspective and speak with somebody that worked in the prison system as a, a guard or what was your role in the prison you system? Tell us what you did. Uh, well, I was, in, I was in the prison system for a total of about 10 years. Um, I was a supervisor for most of it, and my last five years I was a captain. So, and you know, I was, it was basically just making sure the ship ran smooth. Okay, so as a captain, who, how many people did you oversee? Like, were you overseeing the entire prison, a section of the prison? How many guards? How does that work? You know, we average about twenty, about twenty-two guards to cover a shift. Oh um, wow. And during the week, you had, you know, all admin staff was there, you know, the warden and everyone. But on the weekends, I was in charge of everything. Make oh, sure, wow. Make sure everything ran smooth and we had no incidents. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and you worked in the state prison system? Yes, yeah, so it was state. Um, it was okay. Moorhaven. Um, it's, it's a private company, but state, yes. state owned. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then Moorhaven, and then did you do, you said earlier, I think a stint down in Fort Lauderdale? Uh, it was uh, Pompano, uh, the ICE facility. The ICE facility. It's a Broward Transition Center. Um, basically dealt with the de detained uh, residents that came, or immigrants that came in, they caught them, we brought them there, and we supervised them. Oh, okay. okay. I, I don't know why when I was thinking ICE, I was thinking of like drugs and that, what oh, is yeah. that unit called? Not yeah. SWAT. I don't know you're talking about that. The other the unit? D the DEA. DEA. That's what oh. I was thinking. The ICE, DEA. Yeah. Initials. I get all my initials confused. Yes, but, too. Yes. But, but ICE deals with the, the immigration. Okay. Okay. Well, back, we're going to have you back and talk about that for sure. Yeah, especially yeah. right now, right? That's such a hot topic. Oh, That's a whole other topic for another day. So, yes. 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 Well, go ahead, Tracy. You've got some questions. I have some, so I just want to talk. Okay. Um, mainly, we heard, you know, Zach's perspective, and again, that was in the federal system, and he made it very clear that federal and state were kind of completely different systems in a way. Um, so, from your perspective, what was or you're no longer working in that environment. So when I refer to it as was, it's because you're not actively working in that profession anymore. No. Um, but what was probably your biggest challenge that you had being in the roles that you had in the prison system as an employee, would you say? Towards the end, was, it was a staffing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they had a big shortage of staff and it was, 
every day coming in, you know, start shift is like playing chess, trying to figure out how I'm going to run staff, mm -hmm. uh, where to post certain officers. And mm -hmm. honestly, it was a lack of, we also had a lack of male staff. You mm. know, I, I would have <clears throat> 20 officers and 11 or 12 of them be female, you know, and mm. that, that was a big problem, you know, and not because a female can't handle the role, it's just, you know, you will, you need, you know, manpower. Yes, yeah, we both yes. agree. And that was the question. And actually, Zach brought it up about, you know, he didn't feel that females should work in an all-male prison. I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. Some people may not. That's just our opinions. How do you feel about the females working in a male prison? Um, it depends. I mean, I've had females who were better officers than a lot of males you know they they weren't scared you know they they were rock they, solid they could run a dorm and things like that but as far as like say if an incident were to happen mm -hmm. you know i mean yes women are strong but i can't see a female wrestling a 250 pound inmate you know exactly mm -hmm. so i kind of prefer to have more males because mm -hmm. just know, by sheer intimidation i mean intimidation right. yeah things like that and you know you don't want women to get hurt trying to fighting men you know so of yes course. was it an all-male prison where you a, were it was all-male prison all-male mm -hmm. um did you have like many incidents where did you get word in advance that something might be going down in the lunchroom or whatever you call i don't know what cafeteria. you call it the cafeteria uh, they, they, they used to eat in the dorms but yeah a lot of times you kind of knew something might be getting ready to brew they, they would let us know you know mm -hmm. we had them People, you know, like cat, you know, something's gonna go down, or, you know, they would let you know. So, you kind of had a word, and you kind of prepared for that type of stuff. So, sure. Did you? Um, but we did have a lot of incidents. Yes. You did. Well, I want to go back to the female prisoner. I mean, guards and all. Did you see where they were? It's not all of them, but some of them do become romantically involved with oh, yeah. some of the inmates because it does happen. Yeah, unfortunately, we had a lot of female staff get involved with inmates, and also a lot of just staff. In period, um, you had kitchen workers, you know, mm -hmm. teachers, mm -hmm. just women. You know, anywhere there were women, there was always that possibility mm -hmm. of something happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know. I don't know of any that ever turned out good on that end. Um, yeah. I had well, there was somebody from Coolston. That didn't turn out very well. She married him. It ended up he they killed somebody here in Coolston because he got involved in drugs wow. and mm -hmm. took off, and he took his own life. And then I had a family member that worked in Belglade mm -hmm. when the Belglade prison was there. Was it GCI, right? Mm -hmm. GCI. Yeah. Back in the day, and she you know, <clears throat> got, involved. got involved with the prisoner and married him, and that didn't end well either. So I've never heard any success stories there. Um, I've, you I've, know any? I've, I've known a couple that are still married, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It happens, you know. It does. They found, they found love in me, and obviously he's in the wrong place, but. <laughs> they, they found love in the prison. They found love, and they're, they're still together, but, you know, it's just, it's frowned upon in the, as a correctional officer, you know, you don't. Yes, you don't encourage. Well, I can see how it could happen because I can see as um, a person that's incarcerated, you're lonely mm -hmm. and you're dying for just a relationship in general, I would feel. Mm -hmm. And as a woman working, you're getting all of this attention 
and positive attention because they're, they're there to give it to you. So I could definitely see how it could happen. And I do think that there are probably some very legitimate relationships that do come out of it. But there's also the um, the fact of that there could be an ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. It would be very hard to know the difference. You know what I mean? Well, because that's of that. the thing. Are you being manipulated? That's what it is. And a lot, a lot of times right? they, they tell you what you want to hear because... Yeah. Uh-huh. A lot of these guys, they don't have any money, and we've I've escorted also off off the compound because she was from her credit card giving him money on this on this canteen. So mm-hmm. she was giving him money using her credit card, and mm-hmm. when it popped up, who was giving him the money? Mm-hmm. You're gone. There's a name, like yep. You know the, the, yep. the inspector called. Hey, do you know this officer? Blah blah blah. I said yeah. She's actually working on shift right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I said, let me, I, let me walk her out. I just thought of another question about that um, because I was also told that um, drugs and money are absolutely no object in prison. Like that people that the, the rumor is there are more drugs in prison sometimes than outside of prison. Would you say that's true or false, or you don't um, know? Or the same? Well, my fir- when I first was started uh, where I was at, <clears throat> it was it, it was there, but it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, at, you know, Gio left, came back, and other companies took over for a while. It was still good. Then Gio came back, and they changed the type of inmate you can you know you know people with longer sentences and mm-hmm. uh, you know psych levels, um, mm-hmm. and it just got out of hand really, you know and. These guys <clears throat> giving these officers, paying officers money, or having their family, you know, bringing stuff in, and it, it, it's there's a lot in there. But I would say there's still more on the street. But okay, there's yeah, there's plenty but there's in there. Plenty I mean, there. Yeah, I mean, I've had a, a grandmother arrested because she was bringing stuff in for her grandson, you know, and oh, wow. a, a girlfriend Sad. bringing stuff in for her boyfriend, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just. How do people smuggle things in? Because I'm sure security's pretty tight just to get through the door, yeah. I would think. Yeah, how do they come in? How do women bring it in? They Inside of them. Uh, oh, wow. Well. Yeah. That's what I, yeah. They don't have any type of x-ray capability to x-ray in that area? Because that would be a big area. Well, that didn't sound right. <laughs> Maybe some bigger than that. I don't know, but no, you know what I mean. I get what you're saying, but no, we, we, we can we can X-ray them. We have uh, metal metal detectors that can detect that, but you know there's always ways around it. Uh, yeah. Uh, they have I've found cell phones about about that big where they order them from China and they're you can't really track them in the metal detectors because a cell oh phone is gosh. literally the size of a chapstick. You know so. Wow. <clears throat> there's 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 loopholes in the system where you see a, catch an inmate talking on a little cell phone about. You know that big. You know? Mm-hmm. He's got it. It's got a headphone jack, so they got the headphones plugged in, and they're talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to tell because you you always see them on the radios, but they'll take the phone on the back of the radio, and you think they're just you know singing the song, singing but really song. they're on their phone. Yeah. Wow! Wow! Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. I mean, I've That's I've had a <clears throat> it's actually a bitter girlfriend call the facility say, hey, uh, this inmate he has a cell phone on him. And I'm talking to him right now. He's in this dorm and told me his bunk. Oh, <laughs> oh God. that was so, messy. <laughs> so she, she stayed on the phone with him. I went in the dorm, and when I walked in the dorm, there was an officer in there, you know, giving a speech to these inmates about, you know, they're cleaning, doing for, uh, you know, dorm inspection. And 
I walked right to the inmate and he was on his phone and I wow. took the phone and he has a little little phone taped to the back of his radio. Do you feel like that you had a good relationship with the inmates for the most part or like how could you get them to stay in line for for your shift or for your officer shift? What would you do to not let them get out of control? Um, a lot of things, a lot of them, they like consistency. If you're the same always, mm-hmm. they respect that. You know, a lot of them don't like change. You know, there's a lot of officers come in, they'll start out one way and then they'll try to switch it up when they get around another officer and try to act like, you know, a tough guy and mm-hmm. things like that. But mm-hmm. I've always been consistent. I've always been straightforward with them. If I tell them something's going to happen, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I, tell, I used to tell them all the lie. I, I gain nothing by lying to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Or I expect something out of you, get it done. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way it is, and they they, they like that. And you know that, you know, I always like I said, I, they always I always kept it real with them, you know. So and they respected you. They respected so it's a matter that, yes. of respect. Correct. Mm-hmm. And there's also a you know where if I had to go hands on, I went hands on too. They respect that too. You know, a lot of them, mm-hmm. a lot of them didn't want to take it that far. So. Mm-hmm. But, did you find a lot of gang activities or, or did you find like is it kind of an unspoken thing in the prison system with the prisoners where they get an automatic kind of like again I'm only going back I keep saying Zach 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 sorry because, Zach sorry, but that's Zach, the only person that's the only thing yeah, yeah, yeah. we know uh, you I'm, know to compare to yeah, yeah. even though it's kind of apples and oranges really with state, but I think I think human behavior is human behavior. You're going to automatically align, right? Like, how did it work in the states? Was it kind of the same thing? Like they had their car, as Zach called it, which was your kind of if you were from Florida or if you were um, Hispanic or if you were African American, you went to that car basically. Mm -hmm. But now he said Florida trumped all the races. Because we're like a melting pot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was different races, but a lot of times it was divided up, you know, mm-hmm. with different races and di- like whether it be Puerto Ricans or mm-hmm. uh, Haitian or African American or whatever, mm-hmm. Hispanic, whatever it is. But was it that way in the state prison? Yes. Um, <clears throat> Like I had, I had an experience where I went to Oklahoma, and we there's a riot that happened there. I went to the riot, and when I got there, it was like it was all segregated. You know, black with blacks, Hispanic with Hispanic, white with white. You didn't mix them up. But in Florida, you see that more where, like you said, it's a melting pot. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do they do have gangs where people are affiliated. They they kind of stick together. Unfortunately, you gotta stick to your own in prison. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, you Hispanic got it. Hispanics have to stick with Hispanics, and you know, blacks stick with blacks. Because you, you get in trouble if you don't, I guess. And I mean, you get, um, you almost look like a sellout, right? Kind of, yeah. Like it's, you know, like you're switching out or something like mm-hmm. that. And it's just, unfortunately, people are forced to be segregated. You know, but you know, they still intermingled a lot. But yeah. when they came down to certain situations, you they, went rank with they your. Went, they went with their own. Yeah. With your team, or he did mm-hmm. say too that the only exception. And where they would mingle is when they went to church. And that when they went to the church service, that they knew that nobody caused any ruckus, nothing. And everybody mm-hmm. could kind of be together. Was, mm-hmm. it, was it that way in the state prison mm-hmm. as far as the church goes? Yeah, with, with, when they had religious services, they would 
they would all be in there together, but mm-hmm. in reality, a lot of times they were having meetings. Mm. Oh. Yeah, they were having their meetings, they were planning things. They just used the mm-hmm. church as a cover-up a lot oh, of times. Oh, that's so, interesting. I mean, a lot did go for the religious services, but mm-hmm. for the most part, a lot of them were having meetings. So, Okay, that's yeah. interesting. That's yeah. an interesting take. I find yes. Right? Now, what level of security? What types of prisoners? Like, in other words, was it a like were murderers in there? Was it just truly like small time crime like people? Drug was, ad, drug dealers. It was, uh, it was minimum medium security. Which um, means but, what? Tell uh, us about the. Crime. You don't. We don't have people there. They didn't have people that had life sentences. Um, okay. But they had people there who had you know fifteen to. 15 years or less. They try to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Some will sneak in the system, they have more than 15 years, but and, and it was always try to you know stay under 15. I mean, were there murderers in there? there were, yeah, there were people who you know killed somebody. And like, just, what were they, the they main just, crimes you always saw? I mean, not always, but what were some of the, most of the, the crimes majority. for? The majority were drug, deal, uh, drug dealers, mm-hmm. um, a lot of pedophiles, um, and just, just a lot of just robbery, home robbing, things like that. Theft. Theft, you know, a lot of violent crimes, but nothing like, you know, murder, you know. Which brings me back to, because this we found very interesting, because it was one of our misconceptions about sex offenders, mm-hmm. our pedophiles, that we've always heard, always being on the outside, that you do that and you go to prison, you're you're gonna be raped, you're gonna, you know, get they're gonna come for you. Now in the federal prison, what and it was called Chomo or something. Chomo, yeah. Chomo, Chomo am I right? Yeah, Chomo, yeah. that's what you call Chomo. And that you could not touch them because if you did you got five years added to your sentence. Was it that way in the state prison? Um or what was the Well basically deal? a lot of times the Chomos were just targets. Um, you come in the dorm, they look, they, they'll call home, hey, you have the inmate number, look him up. They look him up, find out, oh, he's a child molester. They start robbing him, you know. So they did they not did. leave they, him alone. They no, no, they, 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 would, they, would, they, would, they would beat him up. They'd they go him. after him. Yeah, they go after him. So, I mean, okay. yeah, they can get time, but a lot of times uh, they're not going to tell who beat him up. You know, cause, so it's like, right. Because it's, it's, it's Florida. Yeah, they, it's, yeah they'll tell. You know, yeah, I'll tell you, but you get me transferred. You transfer him to another facility. Guess what? One of these guys in his dorm, get, in the same dorm, gets transferred to that facility. He gets to say, oh, I know this guy. He's a chomo, and he snitched at the last facility. Ah, uh, so it so just kind of... It, it follows him. Yeah, it'll follow him. So right. a, lot of time, a lot of times these guys, they'll get off the bus, you know, on, on you know, they'll transfer him to Moorhaven. They get off the bus. A lot of them will be like, um, I need to check in, which is basically protective custody because... They see someone else on the bus that you mm. know, was. A, that, they already they know. knew the situation. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of a lot of chomos they don't have it easy. Okay, well. And being a snitch, I'm sure you. They don't. Uh, if you're a snitch, it's not good either. That's not good either, right? No, no. They they get same same thing same scenario. Mm-hmm. They snitch to one facility, they get transferred out to another one. It follows them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I've had a situation where a guy snitched years ago. And, and, still and, and, the, and the guy got to the facility and he's like, I remember you, and mm. you beat him up, and you know, and they followed him, it's like six years. Okay, my question mm. about that, about the fighting, 
do, does every inmate, or maybe not everyone, a lot of them have weapons? They make weapons, yes. Mm -hmm. I've found a lot of shanks. Shanks. Mm -hmm. I've found a lot, yeah. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And Zach talked about mm -hmm. they tie a string to it mm -hmm. and keep it on them so if it gets loose, some, somebody can't grab it or mm -hmm. whatever, that they can keep that, right? Yeah, well, they tie usually the shirts or shoelaces. They get creative in there, but mm -hmm. a lot of times it's, I mean, it sounds vulgar, but when they stab somebody and they get blood on them, they won't mm -hmm. slip out of their hand. No, it is and, what uh, it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, yeah, they, have, they tie it to their hands and, yeah. That's what mm -hmm. it's like. But now that, that these are all the extreme, I mean, we're talking about extreme, it wasn't like that on a daily basis every day you went to work where it was like somebody was like, we always found them. No, they weren't always getting shanked. I mean, it happened a lot. I mean, it started happening a lot towards the tail end of my, you know, time there. Um, just because of like, they brought in a different type of psych level inmate, which is really more the crazier ones. Yeah. Uh -huh. no, so, right. And they started happening more frequently. And now mm -hmm. we're finding a lot, a lot of shanks. That's now, did they um, at the prison where you work? Did they sleep in like a dorm? I mean, like in a cell with two people, or like in one of those we, big rooms with bunk beds everywhere? We had two two open. We call them open dorms by that. They were just open like that, where you had 60, 60 bunks in the dorm, and and then we had two units where there were two man cells. I, I mean, first of all, I don't understand that whole concept of the 60 in a room together because that's asking on a good day for an issue. Yeah. I mean, my God, if, if my neighbor was snoring, I mean, <laughs> I can't even hardly get in the bed with my husband, let alone 59 other men. I mean, can Be you like, imagine? Shut up! <laughs> I mean, that's enough to make you shank somebody. That's asking to get shanked. Well, that, that was the, the, yeah. As far as the snoring, well, it was never a problem in the open. They called them open bay dorms. It was mainly the two-man cells. Really? Oh. Just you well, probably because they could yeah. relax. Yeah, it's just you and one other guy, and he's, you know, Song logs in his sleep and it's and loud it can and chew up. Yeah, and you get a lot of well, you're probably not. They're probably not sleeping in that sixty man dorm. I don't think I'd shut my eyes. Would you? One eye open, one eye closed. I'm just yeah. saying. Like, do you, and so the guards just kind of patrol like through the beds just to make sure yeah. nobody's doing anything wrong. Like, cause you, I mean, these are crazy things, but not. I could see somebody getting, you know, wanting to have a fight with somebody from earlier. They get near them in the bed, let's just say, sneak mm -hmm. over to their bed. They could kill them in the middle of the night. Nobody would even know it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, well, the rest of them would know, right? Because yeah, yeah. no, no they know what's going down. And they won't say nothing. So. But see, they, they won't say, say anything. anything. But see, a lot of times, uh, what a lot of inmates will do is they won't, they don't want the problems in the dorms or they would uh -huh. take it off camera. If they had a problem, they'd go handle it in the bathroom because there's no cameras in the showers. Okay, so that's your big security in that dorm is there's cameras everywhere. There's cameras mm -hmm. in the dorms, and uh, officers do checks every hour. They have a, yeah. at the end, they adopted a pipe system where you have to walk to the back of the dorm and beep the pipe, and it's in the system showing that they were doing their security checks. And that's when they're supposed to go in the dorm and you know do walk around, make sure everybody's, you know. And you can see them on camera doing their job. Yeah. You can see them on camera doing her job. And, but no yeah. cameras in the bathroom. No cameras in the shower areas. Yeah. And that's where, and that's where it always that's where goes it down. That's where they, and that's where they go you know, handle their business. That's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. They call it this, they go get wreck, they call it. So mm -hmm. you know, they go fight. Now, did you like the food where you worked? <laughs> I didn't eat that food. I always brought my own food. You did? Well, and okay, because this was the thing that I couldn't wait to ask too yeah. about. Because there's such thing as prison food, mm -hmm. right? Where they buy... 
different things from the canteen that they make their own stuff. They make their own stuff, yeah. Yeah, what was like, what did you see them making? Like, they make anything and everything, you know. Very creative with it, right? Uh, They call it goulash, Uh, they make burritos a lot. Uh, Were they allowed just to go in the kitchen and start cooking? No, no they, cook they, they cook it in their dorm, their room. Did they have a Coleman grill in there? I don't no, they don't. No, they get creative. They, That's what we were talking about with Zach, about the whole... There's, well, I knew you said food. they were cooking like that. They would all buy groceries in a way. Did you think they have a hibachi yeah. in there? Well, how well, do you do it? Well, well, tell they, us, Thomas. Well, at, at first they did have microwaves, but then they had an incident where an inmate zapped water for like out of a long time and he threw in the, another inmate's face and mm-hmm. he blinded him. Oh, and, my. And he, he won a lawsuit. He got millions for that. And mm. So they got rid of all the microwaves. And then they put uh, hot water taps in the, in the dorms, just hot enough to where it'll cook their noodle soups and things like that. Mm-hmm. And they, they had hot water and that's what they would use. The hot water, they'd use a lot of noodles, refried beans. Like they'll be dehydrated refried beans. You know, mm-hmm. just they get creative. But the craziest thing is when I first started, um, it was December... December 2009, <clears throat> I went in the dorm and these guys were having a cake, baking cakes. They were having a contest who had the best cakes. Mm. And, and they that, baked they, in there, yeah, right? They were using honey buns and they were, I mean, they were getting creative. These looked like professional They cakes. should do a show on that, like well, those Food Network shows. <laughs> well, that's what I said. We're going to have Zach on into a cooking show. You, know gonna, you and I are going to bake. Well, he has to do with ramen noodles. Well, he no, he said he was going to make pizza with tortillas or something. Yeah, they used where they wet them and put them. Yeah, yeah they formed the crust of the tortillas. I mean, and, I guess that that's the whole thing that mesmerizes me is mm-hmm. again just human behavior and what we are capable of doing to survive. To survive, whether yeah. it's inside mm-hmm. of a prison or like we talked to Mike, her son-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, as they a veteran, together, yes, as a veteran, you know, and what he had to endure. And at the end of the day, I felt like there were so many similarities, believe it or not, between the hierarchy of rank in government mm-hmm. and the way you respect and, your leader. And the brotherhood of it all. Yeah. Right? Yes. And there were so many things that were like, oh my gosh. There were a lot of similarities, really, in a way. I, I mean, mean yes. well, I, you know, I was in the military, too, and, you know, it's, it's just the way it is. I mean, it's they have, certain gangs have their lieutenants. They got their officers. You know, they got the guys calling the shots. Mm-hmm. And then you got the enforcers, and, you know, it's, it's just like that. It's a hierarchy, and that's how, a lot of times, that's how the dorms are run. You know, you'll have mm-hmm. the, the big dog in there, and he'll control that dorm. Because if not, the shot yeah. caller. The shot caller. Shot caller. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they'll, they'll, like I said, if you have an inmate in there causing a problem, they'll, they'll put him on the door. Basically, they'll pack all his property up, put him by the door, and tell him he's, he needs to get out of there, or uh-huh. else they're going to beat him up, or that's what, they're going to do something that's to what him. He, yeah. And then that's when they come, and they, you know, they used to come crawling in my office, you know. Where am I going to go? Yeah. Kind of so what do you do? So what do you do? Do you go try to talk to him, or what do you do? Or you don't like, get involved with that, uh, and he's got to go out. A lot of times to prevent further issues, I would just move them to another dorm, or yeah. if they were you know, claiming protective custody, I would put them in confinement. But they had to have a legitimate reason to get put into confinement at the time. So yeah. confinement is the the shoe? The shoe. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, special housing unit. And so they, were they in a separate building? Um, it was together or what? 
Big compounds, yeah, but where I was at, it was it was separate within the whole compound. It was still mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. You could you know access it. So. Mm-hmm. But were they by themselves in it? Like yeah, that mean they would they be two man cells. Okay. So, so they did oh, have so a cellmate. They have a cellmate. They would have cellmate, but they had to be the same custody level. Like if they're in there for disciplinary, mm-hmm. they had to be in there with another guy that was on disciplinary. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone was protective custody, they had to be with someone else that's protective custody. So you couldn't switch the custody levels. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, there's a lot of regulations and red tape. It sounds like. I mean, yeah. as far yeah. as trying to manage it. You know what I mean? And believe it or not, a lot of these inmates, they have more rights than we do in there. Right, exactly. You can, like, go into a library, you know. They can call it a grievance, and, you you know, you can get in trouble for that. You know, you you can't deny the right to go to the library. Mm -hmm. Um, Church, you can't deny the right to go to church, you know. Mm -hmm. So, in a way, they got a lot of, you know, like, if they close the library here, all I can do is just suck it up and go home, right? Right, right, Who am I going to complain to? Right, right. there, we had to let them go. I mean, they had certain hours, but... I was just going to ask you that, you if they had set hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you couldn't deny it. You know, they come to the dorm, say, you know, you know, officer, can I go to the library? You give them a pass, go to the library. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the questions I have are about guards. Are all... Not all good... Not all guards are good guards. No. no. There are some that are dirty guards. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's um, equal, or would you? How would you put that? Because mm-hmm. some, you know, not all guards are good guards. No. Right. Well, not everybody has integrity. I always had integrity. And, Perfect word. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I mean, I think it was at a certain point it was pretty neck and neck. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, at, you know, at one point. <clears throat> I purposely did it. Any of these two officers were dirty. They were selling cell phones. They were sneaking in cell phones. Mm-hmm. How I, much were they selling them for? Just um, it depended on the type of cell phone. I mean, I think mm-hmm. they were like cheap knockoff iPhones. Mm-hmm. I think this one guard, she was selling them for $400. Mm-hmm. And this other guard, he had this, he was selling a similar type for $300, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but I put them in a work in the same dorm together one time mm-hmm. just to, you know, just for... Yeah, just, just to mess with them. And... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He would call me and say, uh, hey, Cap, you know, this officer, she's dirty. I don't like working with her, blah, blah, blah. Because <laughs> she was cutting into his money flow. Yes, and then like 10 minutes mm-hmm. later, she would call me. She's like, Cap, this guy, he's dirty. I don't like him, blah, blah, blah. You know, they were, they were you know. Suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. yeah. Now, what would you do for disciplinary action with that? Like, if you could prove yeah, it, would yeah, you yeah. have to write him up and then all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. We proved it. You know, a lot of times they would just get escorted off. But they got caught with it. Um, like suspended no, for fired. a week or they, fired, they, immediate they, termination. They'll be terminated, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they would be willing to risk that. Some will, yeah. Some well, will. it's about greed and money. Yeah, some people thought that would change their life. Mm-hmm. And I like the word you use, integrity. Yeah, I always did right. the right thing. You know, I, mm-hmm. I just couldn't see myself being somebody's do boy, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like risking my career to sneak in a cell phone. Like, I just like, that's dumb. Yeah, dollars, two hundred dollars—that's not going to change my life. You know, I, and I used to always tell new officers this. I said, if you think two, three hundred dollars is going to change your life, you need to you know, rethink your financial situation. Get that right mm-hmm. before you, because you know these people—they think that fast money is good money, but they get caught. You know, they poss- possibly can get you know incarcerated themselves. Right? Mm-hmm. Sure, exactly. Know, sure. You know, I've, I've had a officer arrested, and you know, Glaze County came and 
I asked them, please take the mugshot or uniform, but I don't think they did. Oh, wow. Oh, that would have what been, would, that would have what, what was that officer doing? If you don't she was bringing in drugs. She was? It was mm -hmm. a lady? Yeah. And she was bringing in drugs? Yeah. Yeah. We, we got her. Um, one of my female officers, she kind of had an idea. and She, mm -hmm. was, she came in, because she, she would work night shift, and she would come in like at 2 or 3 in the morning. She would always go to her car and then come back in. And that officer said, you know what, I'm going to show up early that day. She was in... Uh, I would say she was like the training officer at the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna come in earlier that day, and she got her. That's and good. Yeah. How did she caught her like out the car getting it, or she caught her coming in with it. She could hear the plastic swishing because she was had everything wrapped in plastic. Oh wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean he's a lot dumb. of. You're right, dumb. A lot of times these uh, these inmates will go for women with like low self esteem. Uh huh. You know they. And they know they manipulate them mm -hmm. because they can spot them a mile away. Yeah. They called it yeah. they called it downing a duck, you know, oh. and that's what they would do. They they find the one, okay. Officer, she looks like she got low self esteem, or mm -hmm. look, this officer's complaining he's always broke, you know, have money, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. And you know, a lot of these officers they talk too much, and these inmates they call they they, they think they're, they're your him. friend, and some think they're their friends, and they know? are not your friend. No, I mean, at, at one point I had to confront an officer because he was telling the inmates business about, you know, me, personal business. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 we don't yeah. need to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I went where he was at and I, I confronted him about that. You know, yeah. Of course, I had a witness because, you know. Oh, smart. I don't know what I'm saying, but I, yes. I, brought one of my, I brought a fellow sergeant and I addressed that. Like, listen, man, you're getting too, too personal with these guys. You're telling my personal business and I don't appreciate that. And that's going to stop. And that's going to stop. And it did. Downing, I have a question. Downing a duck. Down on a duck. Downing a duck. What is the scariest moment you personally went through while you were in your career? Like, it could have been a one-on-one -on -one situation. It may have been a riot situation. Like, for yourself personally, like, oh, my gosh, this is not good. Um, of course, you can't let them know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've never had, I've, I've never been scared of inmates. I mean, I've never had a one-on-one -on -one situation where I was scared. I think the, probably the one that freaked me out, I would say, kind of, mm -hmm. not so much, because I was kind of already 10 years in, but mm -hmm. had a, as captain running shift, had an inmate, he just died. You know, inmate, his, you, you watch the whole video, he's coming out of the shower, talking to his friends. I mean, luckily, I mean, fortunately, it had all happened on camera. Mm. Um, he was talking to his friends. He ran up the stairs, talking to his friends. He reached open the cell door and just boom. heart attack. Heart attack, cardiac arrest, died on his feet right there. Mm. That right. kind of freaked me out because I was like, "You never can? just like, yeah, I, I never experienced it." And I was like, "Witness something." You know, like, mm -hmm. Did they do an autopsy just to see if he was poisoned or anything, or no? It was no, truly it was, just a heart attack. It was, it was a heart attack. Yeah. 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 yeah, and, <clears throat> yeah no, that kind of freaked me out. I was like, "Oh man, I haven't had that happen before." I mean, I've had them where. They were assaulted and they went to the hospital and they died at the hospital. But yeah, with that one, you had to conduct a whole investigation. Glades County came. Yes, you know, I showed them the video, and like I said, luckily, oh, I mean, thank it's, goodness, it's an unfortunate it's situation. But luckily, it all happened on camera. You see the whole thing, Play and out. it was kind of quick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But but as far as like confrontation, riot situation, I wouldn't scare that stuff. Now, when there is a riot, mm -hmm. like, and I know you said you went out to a place to help them with the. A riot? Or yeah, it was in, in, it was in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, mm -hmm. like it must have lasted for days because you knew. No, it was a couple of hours. Um, 
What it was, I went for a training. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, how did you get out there? Like, oh, there's a riot in Oklahoma. Let me get on the plane no, right now and go out there, and it's going to still be going on. No, because I, I was a commander of the, the RT unit, the Rapid Response Team. I was a commander, and I went out for a training to Oklahoma. And while we were there, a, a, a facility had a riot about an hour away, and there's 70 of us there, so we all went there and mm. got it under control. How do you get it under control? How does that work? Like, what's the process for Tear that? gas, base. Chemical agents. Yeah, I mean, chemical at, agents. At that point, they, they lost full control. I mean, they were just mm. throwing, you know, grenades, smoke bombs. Uh, mm. They have uh, least, less lethal impact munitions, basically shooting bean bags, or uh, they call them hornets, and like rubber, like, like mm. a, a lot of little rubber balls in the... In the like mm. a paintball and, and, gun, almost. Kind of, right? yeah. And we had, uh, they, call, they call it a pepper ball system, which is, it looked like a paintball gun, but it had these hard plastic... Um, it lights your butt um, up. It lights you up, and it had, a, like, a, they called it a pava, which is like a fine pepper, kind of, kind of mm -hmm. like chemical agent. Mm -hmm. And they would, they would choke on that and mm. stuff. And That's how yeah. you kind of get it broken up, though. Yeah. Once oh, it, it'll stop you, right? Yeah. That and and they, they may knew at that certain point of... It gets worse than that, then we have the right to use lethal munition, which is double um, lot, but, you know, yeah. shotgun shells and stuff like that. Sure. So, but it, it didn't get to that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever experience anybody escaping prison? No. Luckily, Never? No. I Did you ever find any tunnels? <laughs> she, no. She's interested over the tunnel no. thing. I know. No. Hey, I love that. What was that show I used to watch it on TV with the... Um, Prison break. Prison break. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they would build all kinds of elaborate tunnel. I mean, it was like a big thing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. 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 So nobody dug any tunnels in Warhaven? No. <laughs> that we know of. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it would be possible. I mean, it's because it was all concrete. Concrete, yeah, right. In there, and they didn't have much wreck space. And you constantly have perimeter. They called it a perimeter vehicle, watching the wreck mm -hmm. and stuff. So someone was out there digging tunnels. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be hard to do. Yeah. There. But there. some facilities, yeah, it's possible. Yes. Yeah. And um, another question, I have a few more, but um, so it, in your opinion, mm -hmm. is everyone that is, that is incarcerated, whether it be in Moorhaven, where you worked, mm -hmm. or, or wherever, um, do you think they were all guilty of the crime that they were sentenced for? I would say no. I'm sure there's some that got in there that were innocent, um, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of times... It, it, like I said, it's some had money for representation, some didn't. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times these guys get a public defender, and in my opinion, public defender didn't do much for them. They just, you know, they're just a number. You know, get a, get get them in they're there. They're just doing their job them, to yeah. get their paycheck. Yep, and get them a plea deal, get them out of here. Which they don't mm -hmm. really, you know, by mm -hmm. them having money to buy a lawyer, the lawyer would actually, you know, go that little extra mile to prove their mm -hmm. innocence. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times that's how a lot of people end up in there because mm -hmm. they don't have the financial you know mm -hmm. do you resource. think it's about filling the beds for the business i think so some some cases yeah mm -hmm. that was the most interesting thing to me mm -hmm. and was a light bulb moment when we interviewed zach mm -hmm. for me because i'd never really thought of the business end of it mm -hmm. that when he talked about they had to fill the beds and i'm like holy crap for me that was big yeah. Well, I just can't imagine, no, and I get it, but I'm like thinking, I don't feel like it would be hard to fill the beds, though. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't yeah, think it is with as much crime that's going on Especially out there. nowadays, right. Yeah. Or probably nowadays. But do you think yeah. that came from privatizing the prisons? Like, because when they became privatized, like, maybe then it's more of a business. I'm going to give you a good example. I'm in healthcare mm -hmm. myself, and I, I can definitely see a difference. I can name a practice that used to be a privately owned practice. Everything was great, blah, blah, blah. Then they become part of a network of managed care or an, an ACO where they get an incentive back if they really make sure that they're, um, what's the word, looking after the healthcare, like watching the dollars, mm -hmm. basically. And I get that in a way, but it's kind of like what is really driving the doctor at that point? Is it truly trying to watch the dollars or is it the more dollars you save, the more dollars that are going in your pocket? Like, so the privatization, I have a little bit of an issue with sometimes mm -hmm. because I do feel like it incentivizes people to look out for their own personal interests. Your own personal and I mean I get it in a certain degree so that's why I'm asking about the prisons because is it more like for the private companies that own them or to keep the beds full um, yeah I think that I think there it plays a part in that I think you know they get they get a certain amount a day per inmate so Correct. they want to try to keep their numbers somewhat up so and then like um, one thing that Zach spoke about too was that the coffee, Keefe's or whatever, yeah. like the brand for the coffee, and and you have these companies, and so they get so much per inmate for supplying the foods, the coffee, the tea, the whatever it is, yeah. and so you've got all of those things involved mm -hmm. in keeping all those beds filled to keep that money flow going. Yeah, that those those companies that sell stuff out of canteen, they're making a killing. A killing. And when they got rid of cigarettes, I know that, that was a problem because they were losing millions and millions of dollars <clears throat> because of cigarettes. Because of cigarettes. They cut out cigarettes and it was an issue, but mm -hmm. those companies, like they make a lot of money. You know, one bag of coffee is like $10. Well, it's probably more now. Yeah. yeah. At the time, it was like $10. And right. tuna, you know, tuna and coffee were like the most expensive things. You know, they, they would use that for, you know, money. And, and money wow. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is kind of crazy in a way, if you think about it, because I think about like us as Floridians or anywhere there's a natural disaster, how we have the attorney general, I think that's what they're called, that looks out for um, price gouging, gas during a storm. In a way, that's almost the same thing. I mean, granted, okay, they're in prison, but you're also taking advantage and charging highway robbery for those things to somebody that you're you're almost asking for them to do things illegally to get the money to get the coffee if you're in prison you're not working mm -hmm. how can you afford that i mean well, at least just charge jobs, though, right? at least so just charge they, normal prices they don't get paid in no. state prison no but every a lot of inmates they have their little hustle they do like some do tattooing, you know, we catch them doing tattooing. Exactly, uh, yeah. but it, it, it creates a it creates behavior. Little, little side hustles, yeah. Of not doing things legally. Mm -hmm. So it's a whole 
world it's, within it's a, it's If a, you think about it. It's a whole different world, yeah. I mean, yeah. you have inmates who clean other inmates' cells for money, you know. Uh, a lot of laundry orderlies, they'll mm-hmm. bleach their whites for a, you know, a couple... Which, again, is human nature. Yeah. Hey, you want to do it? I got the money. I'm going to pay you to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, but the part about the coffee or whatever, that kind of aggravates me a little bit because yeah. that's, to me, almost, this is just my own personal opinion, taking advantage of somebody. Like, it's almost like us as a hurricane victim. Well, yeah, but I was Well, and I know you should use the word victim, as, but in a way, okay, they're there. They're doing their punishment. So don't gouge them for doing that. But I their was punishment. talking about the ones that supply it for when they go to eat their meal, if they get a cup of coffee, or the supplier of whatever. The whole cafeteria Loaf thing. Of breads, whatever you know. No, in the cafeteria they get this. They eat free out of their bones. They get three hot, three hot meals. Yeah, day. but right. you're saying that Zach was saying that that. There's money behind it. There's behind like the, it, the, the companies that are selling oh. it. Yeah, that, that are suppliers of food, of canteen products, of whoever. So you want to keep your beds filled in order to keep uh, being able to supply. So instead of sending 100 pounds of coffee to get the, the inmates to drink, you know, you have the potential of sending 200 pounds of coffee. So you want to keep the but I think where Zach was right? going with that is that it was uh, politicians uh, that were right. behind the coffee company. Exactly, that was the whole exactly. catch on that. Because I don't right. think they can really control that. Yeah, um, no, the prison right. really can't control that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can't, That's where I think he was going. Yeah, no, it was. But they just totally. try to keep their num- uh, their numbers at a certain level. Exactly, like we average around nine. Between 980 and 990. That's what I'm saying. You got to keep the numbers. You got to keep the numbers up. Never over a thousand. Mm-hmm. So, so, and I know we can ask you a thousand questions. I apologize. I feel like we're like the firing Where squad. But my one last question. Well, I have two. I have two, um, and I've already lost my first one. Well, <laughs> wait a second, because it was it was something kind of good. Would you coffee? Talking about coffee and supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Oh, staffing, because mm-hmm. I know you said staffing could be an issue. Um, and Lord knows we can understand that yes, again, working and you have to meet a certain quota of numbers mm-hmm. and blah, blah, per blah. The state and yeah, we, per, yeah, per the contract, you couldn't have under, I believe, can't remember. I think it was 16 officers. You can't have under 60 on day shift. <clears throat> and night shift was a certain number too. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what so would happen when you would get in a critical with other, um, prisons, share staff i mean literally what happens if you can't meet the number i mean like okay they did not come i've called everybody i know yeah a lot of times you'd have to hold people over sometimes Um, okay okay and that's where some people would get a lot of overtime okay that's that's how a lot of these people would develop relationships you know you're working because you're there i've I've seen people work 16 hour days seven Mm -hmm. days a week you know you're there more than you are at home you know that's right that's right and um but yeah, staffing would usually hold people over. We can only hold them over four hours, and you know, can be over sixteen because mm-hmm. we're doing twelve-hour shifts. So it's sure. a lot like healthcare, it's like okay. hospitals, yeah. nursing okay. home, yeah. same kind of thing. So mm-hmm. in the meantime, you had four hours to call around and see, mm-hmm. get a couple of volunteers to come in early, and mm-hmm. luckily, I had, you had a 
a nice little group of people who always they love that overtime. So. Yeah, and they came through, yeah. And they came the, through, the same like just like healthcare. Just like healthcare. Mm -hmm. Well, and if, I it, wanna... and if it got real, real critical, we would activate the rapid response team, and they would come and work shift. But oh. a lot of times they didn't answer the phone, so. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to give you a moment to talk about the veteran thing that you were talking to us about mm -hmm. earlier that you help implement, right, there mm -hmm. in Moorhaven. Mm -hmm. And I know that was really important. So I want you to talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so in, in Moorhaven, you know, they have a lot of, they try to have a lot of programs to keep the inmates busy. I mean, a lot of times it keeps them out of trouble. And one idea, you know, since me being a veteran was, hey, let's, let's start a legion. We started a legion post at the facility and we created a, a veteran's dorm. <clears throat> and, you know, we. They had to be, to get in the dorm, you had to first prove you were a veteran. They had mm -hmm. a DD-214, which they provided a DD-214, or we even allowed sons of veterans, too, prison mm -hmm. heads. Okay. And, um, and basically, to get in the dorm, you had to, couldn't be a troublemaker. Mm -hmm. um, you had to have, you know, just be a model inmate, as mm -hmm. you would say. Mm -hmm. And when you got in the dorm, the dorm had to stay clean at all times. Um, everybody had to... Wake up at five thirty. Wake up. They had to get up and they had to make their bunks, and you know a lot of guys they took it seriously because mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. for one they enjoyed the dorm because you know it was quiet, clean. it was clean, and uh, and they had a sense of pride. And they had a sense of pride in what they did, and you know and and you know it, it worked out great. Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of these guys they did what they're supposed to do, and if there was a bad apple in there, out they would tell them. They get their stuff and throw it out. <laughs> not necessarily, but they say. Uh, Captain, this guy's not a good fit for the dorm. He's doing this, this. Mm -hmm. He's doing problems with this guy. And so they were kind of like a good gang, <laughs> if you want to call it that or whatever. Well, like good brotherhood. I would, I would, yeah, right? I'd say like it's like a brotherhood. It's like know? a brotherhood. So, some would get along, but then you know some would be you know too overbearing and cause problems. You know, so yeah, I would want to be in that dorm. Yeah. I feel like that would be the safest dorm. It was, you know, they they had a, they had two TVs in there. You know, that extra TV where they can you know watch movies and. They had the you know the general pop pop the general pop TV where they you know uh -huh. watch what everybody else is watching and you know, they had a couple little 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 privileges you know mm -hmm. to be in that good. Yeah, and, and and it worked you know a lot of those guys you know they really enjoyed it they they did their mm -hmm. and they had to be involved in something too to be in there not just the legion but they had to be involved in another program mm -hmm. <clears throat> and a lot of guys would volunteer at the chapel or there'd be orderlies in the you know classrooms and things like that. Mm -hmm. and, it worked. Well, I think that's great, and it got the veterans together, Indeed. and I, we support that. Yes. I totally support that a million percent. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a good idea. Do other prisons have anything of that nature? I think in some it? do. I think some do. Um, mm -hmm. There's quite a few, I think, that have a, an allegiance to so. What's the difference between the South Bay Prison of Moorhaven uh, size? Size, size, and the they they have some lifers there. Okay, yeah. in South Bay. Yeah. Yeah. So they they have a higher custody level, so they get trained. A lot of times we have guys mm -hmm. they close their custody, they transfer them out to they have to go to South Bay, and that you know like I said is a higher level and more inmates, mm -hmm. bigger. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, one last question. You thought of it? No, well, it was just going to be my last question. Um, okay. Do you miss working there? Do you, um, uh, or do you miss it? At first, I enjoyed it. You know, you know, 
a lot of you know there was a lot of guys and you know, we had a you know good brotherhood you know we did our job mm -hmm. you know, with integrity you know that a lot of a lot of people lost that after a while but mm -hmm. um, you know change happens and mm -hmm. in my opinion it, it didn't change for the good and you know I mean I enjoyed it you know I was good at it mm -hmm. um, but do I miss it not really mm -hmm. it's, do you think it's a whole different world so and different mm -hmm. crimes and different um, just I think people and are becoming more and more violent. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always been a violent place, but that place has got, it had gotten more violent. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, at first it was a, a prison where everybody wanted to finish their sentence. You know, they'd go to more even finish their sentence because it was right. it was, it was five years and under. But then it ended mm -hmm. up changing. They kept adding, you know, you know different psych levels because they would get more money. Mm -hmm. So. And, mm -hmm. After that, it just it just changed, and mm -hmm. it was just time for me to, you know, I found a better opportunity at the ICE facility, so I transferred to Broward Transition Center. And now, were you driving every day from here? Yeah, it was about an hour and 20 minutes to Pompano. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. I, I don't mind the driving. Yeah. But, you know, I just, eventually, you know, my wife and I talked, and, you know, you, one thing you don't get back is time. Yeah. I was losing a lot of time, you know, the boys were. Yep. Absolutely. School, you know, man, where did time go? And you got that little girl. Yeah. <laughs> Bella. Bella. Yeah, Bella. Yeah, Bella. Yes, Sweet little self. I know. I love all this yeah. stuff. I mean, I don't have this. Oh, now I do Yeah. So, you know, figured, you know, family, you know. That's right. Family it's priority. It's priority. And mm -hmm. I don't regret it. You know, it's. Well, I always say, no matter what our profession is, is to me there's two things that you don't mess with when it comes to people and their jobs and that is your paycheck because we're working to to make money yeah. to have a nice yes. life with our family right. and two their time off like if yeah. you can possibly accommodate somebody's request for time off for vacation that they've mm -hmm. earned don't mess around with things like that as an employer because those are the two things we work to have quality of life yeah with our families and Absolutely. time and it it's not really that hard of a situation if you work with people on that even time off during the mm -hmm. holiday season we're in health care or even when you're in the prison mm -hmm. that's prime time everybody wants to be off but if you let everybody have a stake in it and pick and choose and do it together people look out for well, each other and help them and you know yeah. See, when I was when I was more even I had a calendar and it was first come first serve you know you put in a request we approve it you know, you had a certain window where you could put it in. Mm -hmm. They were approved. They had their time off. I, mm -hmm. That's one thing I never try to bother, bother anybody with Good. that time off. Yep. So. Yeah. Because that's important is what yeah, we're saying. Is. Like, so you're right. At the well, end of the day, listen, it's all about quality of life mm -hmm. and time with our families. I, I literally mm -hmm. worked in healthcare years and years ago where I was a lot like you in a more of a management position. Mm -hmm. And I tell everybody to this day. Mm -hmm let me flip burgers somewhere because at the end of the day I don't care how much money they were willing to pay me it wasn't even about the money at that point it was about my mental health and my quality of time mm -hmm. with my family yeah. if you don't have that if you're not enjoying life what are we living for not just that it'll affect your job too yes that's true and, and you gotta make split decisions mm -hmm. and you gotta be on your game mm -hmm. for what you did well, Thomas, we can't thank you enough. I know. I feel this like we've good. been the firing squad. We have. We've been firing squad. We're like, brrr, questions. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed being here talking. I did. I enjoyed it. It was, it was a good time. 
bring, well, bring back memories, you know. But, well, yeah. we appreciate it because, we you do. know, it's interesting to us because we've never been on the inside of those walls mm -hmm. as an employee or knock on wood. Thank I don't ever want to get in there. I need to go get my vet. I need to become a veteran. If I do, I'm going in that one. I don't know. Because yeah. I just don't ever want to be on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> I just like to talk to people that have. But we find Nobody it very knows. interesting. It I is very interesting. People find it very interesting whether you've never been in it, thank goodness, or you have been because it is a good conversation mm -hmm. that we don't really know anything about yeah. so mm -hmm. yeah, it's, we, a, it's a different world we right? appreciate you thank you so much yeah thank you especially from your family tonight yes. so thank you for that thank you're probably starving because you came straight from an event I'm good, I'm good. yeah well yeah. we we appreciate it and um and yeah you'll have to come back and we talk about ice Especially right now yes, with the immigration and all that. Good, topic. that is a hot topic. Yeah. Yes, yes. Hot pockets. Hot <laughs> topics. Yeah. Oh, all well. right, everybody. Well, our time has run out. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to so, go. Thank yes. you so much for being with us again for another episode. Like I said, we've missed you guys. We're glad oh, to be back. Totally missed. And it. until mm -hmm. next week, like us, love us, share and care and be kind and be kind be kind have a good week everybody Bye. don't get locked up either <laughs> yeah i'm so scared that i said that next week i will be the one behind <laughs> bars no <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs>